Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Tatum, and today we'll be talking with Sema. Hi, my name is Sema. I hope you're doing all well. Awesome. So just to jump right into it, what kind of art do you do? Well, I make handcrafted jewelry using precious metals and uh, precious and semi-precious gemstones. My line usually consists of a lot of earrings and necklaces and bracelets. Um, but my main sellers are usually earrings because they're so lightweight and airy, romantic. Um, so people seem to like them a lot. Awesome. Very cool. And how did you get involved with art? Oh, well, I was always into art since my childhood. Um, well, you know, I always loved working with my hands, creating uh, different things from knitting or crisscross stitchings. Um, I guess it's just like I was affecting from my mom because she was, she was a good tailor and um, she did a lot of things at home, um, like knitting stuff to us or sewing a lot of other things for home and she worked as a tailor before like for 10 12 years uh, so it 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 probably like inspired me um but then i realized um in the middle school in the art my art teacher saw the potential in me and she was almost giving me like private classes on different media so every week we were doing different things like from sculpture to collage or um, different paintings with different medias. So <clears throat> she pushed me to these kind of things and I loved it. I, it was just mesmerizing me, um, all sorts of things. So um, that's how I get involved. Awesome, yeah. And how did you kind of focus on jewelry making? Well, jewelry came later on because I knew that I was good at with creating things with my hands. I was just, it was just a serendipity, I guess. You know, we were walking on, on the street of Kadikir. I'm from Istanbul, Turkey. So I grew up in this metropolitan, but also very authentic city. It's, um, it's a different culture. Like we're, we're in the midst of Europe and Asia. Mm -hmm. So they're all interconnected to, the cultures are all interconnected. We can't say we're Europeans or Middle Easterns. <laughs> so but we are all. Yeah. As, so um, that gave me, uh, I guess, a vision to accept different cultures and um, affect it, affect it from them. So that was very important for me. And one of these days, you know, I was just walking and, you know, and this, this store with lots of shiny things and tools, just uh, say, hey, come on over here. <laughs> so, and it was, um, back then, it wasn't that, uh, that common. And um, so I went in. I was just asking all sorts of questions to the store. I still go to that store every time I go to Turkey. And uh, he, he helped me out. He was so patient. He helped, and this is happening like when I was probably 15 or 16. And um, so he gave me all the tools that I needed for jewelry making. And I bought several supplies and then I started, this was just like, boom, you know, just opened my eyes. And I started doing things to my friends, to my family. You know, just to freebies and gifts and stuff, and I loved it. I just, I just fall in love. Mm. Um, then you know, in Turkey, you have to get into those really, really hard exams to get into college. So, and college was like for me. I thought, okay, I love working with my hands. So, and I'm very 
a good student and I was really, really loving, I still do, still to this day, math and science. And I managed myself to get into an engineering degree. <laughs> uh, so, well, I finished. It was the chemical engineering. It was one of the prominent schools in, um, in colleges in, in Istanbul. So uh, I get in. I, at first, I loved it. But then in my junior uh, year, I said, okay, maybe this is not for me. But I ended up finishing it. Um, after that, I started working as a chemical engineer in a company in Istanbul. And I said, okay, well, this, I tried. I tried. You know, I gave the chance but it's not happening. So I moved myself up to US to get and divert my education into business. So I did my MBA here. Um, and after graduating, uh, out of all those applications, I landed myself again, serendipity coming in a jewelry company, in a sterling silver manufacturing company in design department. So I get to learn all the tits and bits of this business. And, and I, I just, I was just loving it. All, all sorts of things and um, so for six years I worked there and I get to know all the suppliers met a lot of designers you know went all the shows or you know get ready for the and that gave me a rush of joy um, so that's how it how I get involved with it so then uh, after that I got pregnant and I said okay you know what I can just move into a different business perspective. So I, I opened my own business and created a new line for myself. And that's how it all started in 2007. That's awesome. That's such an awesome journey. To story. <laughs> um, so is there any person that particularly influenced your artistic pursuit? You mentioned your mother a bit with her tail. Yeah, I think, I think she, was, she was like the very first supporter of me on and without even knowing you know and i remember myself when i was a child like probably like middle school to late early late um early school and um i was waking up early in the morning and then i was getting all my gadgets for my paintings because there was a show in t at tv about bob ross was showing you know, all, all these different kind of paintings, how to do it. And I was just finding myself in, in the living room, just watching it and making oil paintings with him. Yeah. <laughs> my mom and I, I would say my art teacher, you know, like in high school, I think she was just, she was just fantastic. She gave me all the opportunities to, to do different kind of art. And I loved them all. She go into like competitions and, stuff like that I still do have some of the pieces that we made together so it's it's just you know she was just fantastic that's awesome that's so cool that you have some of the pieces that you made um so what would you say motivates your art well I think art does not have any prejudice so it it just um unites people um without prejudice so um, when people come to my booth on a per in-person shows, um, what mesmerizes me and what astonishes me always, like most of the people ask me, where are you from? Only, not only because of my probably accent, but also like what they see on the, on the table. You know, they say, you have a unique 
unique design. Like they're all like, they're so minimalist, but at the same time it has a flair. So um, I guess it's coming from my culture, you know, because of the fact that I just told you, like I am in between Europe and Middle Eastern. So that culture has got, because Middle Eastern has got really intricate designs in their own home art or jewelry or any other art forms. Uh, and Europeans has got more minimalistic line. So I, that's why I make geometric lines, geometric shapes, but then I, I add like very old fashioned, uh, high quality gemstones with really delicate and um, meticulously wire wrap uh, form of art. Um, so uh, I guess they see that without even realizing that I'm from that background. So they asked me, where am I from? You know, like, oh, this is really like different. I've never seen anything like this before. So I get a lot of uh, comments like that from my customers. So which it just motivates me a lot to make even more, you know? That's awesome. Um, and kind of a similar question, but what inspires your art? It's almost a similar, yeah. Um, again, you know, I think my customers' happiness are my first priority really i mean and i say it on my on my um emails to them i say just simply ask to me you know i'll make it happen for you because i do a lot of custom too like let's say you know they saw some of my pieces and they say you know i have this this special event that i'm gonna have to go and you now i have this wonderful dress but this does in this color do you can you do something similar to that so we work on it i actually uh, first sketch them on the paper and then, you know, send them a kind of like a picture, a prototype of it. And then uh, we talk, it's all about communication, you know, uh, once you communicate with me and uh, I'll do everything in my power to make them happy, you know? Um, so that, that inspires me a lot and, and their, their comments and um, when they receive the package or when I, when I drop them off, uh, I see their happiness that that inspires me a lot um, but different cultures also like um, I like to travel a lot so um, when I travel I look at with a different eye you know to every little thing every little detail I guess it, it again comes from uh, growing up in one of the the center of the civilization probably that area where I grow up so you can see all sorts of different different historic monuments or, um, you know, uh, some kind of art that in, in, a, in, a, in such a surprisingly um, unexpected places, you walk in those little narrow um, roads and you see that and it's, oh my God, where did this come from? And then you see a talisman's uh, shop, you get in and you get into this conversation where he or she came up from. So it's all like inspires me a lot. So uh, I used to travel a lot, but because of, you know, pandemic, we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. And it must be awesome to have a connection with your customers and be working so closely with them for those custom orders. Yes, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, especially um, I, can, I can also tell you some of the examples, like one of my customers, she had found this um, wonderful carnelian heart shape and it's, it's probably like 
um, archaeologically uh, excavated from Egypt. And one of her friends gave it to her and she kept it for years in a box. And finally, you know, we were working together with another project with her and she said, okay, maybe Sema could help me out with this. So she signed me this, this request and I said, yeah, why don't we meet? And then I looked at it and I turned into a, a beautiful necklace that she gets to wear every day if she wants to. So she was very, very happy about it. So these things, you know, um, is, 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 is valuable to me. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so what themes emerge from your art and why? May I tell you something else before we go into that? Yeah. Okay. Um, my company name is Flowered Sky. See, my name means in Turkish, sky. Sema means sky. And also, um, people think that I'm, I have a green thumb. <laughs> I love flowers and plants everywhere. So I like to have them next to me because I think they're miraculously wonderful and they just need nothing but just water and soil. So that reminds me of, of what um, minimalist things they are. You know, they're just, they're just miraculous for me. So I said, okay, I came up with this actually, with this name when I was really like young, maybe 16 years old. And I said, okay, you know, I was trying to find a name for my email, believe it or not. And <laughs> my very first email. And uh, I said, oh, you know, that, that can be a good name. Yeah. And then, so I keep using that email forever. And finally, when I was ready to open my own business, and I said, you know what, this is going to be it. I know it's, it's a little, sometimes hard to pronounce it or... People think I'm Polish because of the way that it can be said, um, but I love it. I just love it. So That's I cool. flower shape earrings and necklaces. <laughs> so that's one of my team. But then also I do a lot of romantic um, looking um, sets and Victorian time inspires me. So uh, I have a Victorian team. And then, um, so th as I told you, different cultures really mm, affects me a lot. And then uh, I'm into art of uh, making, uh, or kombu, they call it kombu. I can send you if you want me to, uh, how to write it. Um, kombu, it's an antique, antique ancient actually, uh, way of making jewelry in Korean. Um, so you basically fuse pure gold with pure silver with heat and pressure so i started learning that um after so i i'm always into learning um so after uh after i formed my business i actually decided to get into more uh silver submitting so and then i decided to take classes from rizzi so for few, I believe three years, I did go to RISD school classes for jewelry. And uh, after that, I took a few classes from a private goldsmith. Um, so it's just like, so your, your designs evolves and changes over the years, which makes me happy. Yeah, that's so cool that you've continued to kind of 
change your art and take different classes and learn more techniques. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What obstacles have you faced in the pursuit of your art? Oh, well, I think the most difficult thing for me to find a good show um, that would suit my customers' needs or my needs. Um, so I had to beat out a lot of shows over the years. You know, I applied, I mean, I used to do like 40 shows a year until years ago. Um, and it was a lot of, you know, manpower. <laughs> For sure. Um, but finally, you know, you, by year, you, by years goes, you know, you just read out whatever it's, it's good for you, whatever is suitable for you. Um, it just becomes, you, you become more experienced on what to look. And so now I only apply like few shows and then I do a lot of online sales and wholesale business too. And then I do work, uh, some stores like you guys. Um, so I sell to a lot of little boutiques, museums, uh, all over the US. So it helps me out to see my products in different in various states. So Yeah, definitely. But yeah, to find good shows was I believe my biggest obstacle over the years. But now it's kinda like settled. So but I advise other people, you know, to not to you know like not to keep trying, not to quit. You know, perseverance is the key in these small businesses and keep working and keep trying. Um, but if you have a goal, just go for it. You know, uh, I think that's very important. I still do like, and, and always, you know, there is no reason to stop learning or getting different classes. That's, that's, because it opens up your vision and it opens up your, uh, creativity you know so that's very important for me yeah that, that's a great message that's awesome and I know shows can be really difficult setting up the whole tent it is a lot of work like you mentioned for sure exactly yeah so do you think that you have had to deal with the stereotype of the struggling artist and if so how do you deal with it you might have a good show a really really good show at the same exact place one week and then next week you want so that might be a struggle uh, because you don't understand why it's happening and it's all it's all interconnected with different things you know it might be the weather or whatever you know a special day around that time you know or or even your mood helps out or you know, reduces the sales. So it's all like, um, I, you know, with, with years, you understand all these different kind of uh, little bits and pieces and you figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but um, just keep what you're doing and then believe in yourself. I always say, you know, I know my customers will come, will find to me, you know, and sometimes it, it's, it's tough to get into those shows that, uh, that are, get sales in, in those shows because you have so many competitors, especially in my venue, in my, in my media. Um, Cause there's usually like if uh, in a show, let's say there's 20 people as an artist and then usually like six, seven jewelers. Yeah. Right. So it's hard, but um, 
don't put yourself down you know it's always uh you'll, you'll find your own and um i guess you know i love what i do that's why probably it's not a problem to me um and uh i'm happy with what i'm doing yeah that's wonderful so can you describe your workspace a bit neat messy the tools you oh. use all of that oh it's it's not neat for fact <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a lot of like, especially as a jeweler, you have so many parts that yeah. you deal with. And, um, and, you know, I have so many shelves that I have beads, stones, or metal. And I have this, I have a soldering area over there. This is my shipping area. You know, I have, and I feel like my husband usually tells me, you're like a mushroom. You know, just, you're just, different places <laughs> so it's definitely not not um not neat most of the times and you know sometimes i fed up with all this like because it just it's too much it's too much overcrowd and i just put them all where they belong but then in two days it's, it's the same thing because you keep creating and then you just take them out and it's just a way of um doing the business i, I guess it's the beast <laughs> Yeah, there are so many like moving parts, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. With working with the lights, so natural lights is very important for me because I get to see my perfections or imperfections in my stones. So that's very important for me. And um so I do have a lot of lightning lighting, but I usually work during the day anyways. Um if I have a big show coming up then I work until two AM, but that's a different story. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. What is the ultimate goal for your art? What do you want it to be or mean to your audience? See, I, I have this writing in my website and I think that's one of my goals. You know, jewelry is an intimate expression of your individuality. So if I could able to help few people in that, that will make me happy. Um, because it, it enhances the beauty and your spirit. I am minimalist with a little bit of flair, as I told you before. So if I could find some customers that would understand and that would make them happy also, um, make them smile, that will, that will probably make me the happiest person, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's all. Thank you so much for answering oh, all of our questions.